Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Mess? Mental, Emotional, Social Status of Life. And I am your host, Tracy D. Armstrong, here with another great episode and another great guest. Go ahead and let's tell the listeners a little bit about you and who you are. I, I am Tyrell Goodman, and I am a 16-year combat veteran of the United States Air Force that was uh, medically retired due to combat-related situations. Not only that, I am a husband, a father, a also now a grandfather, uh, a lo- person that loves his family, and I do, and I'm a big believer in God. So anything I do, that has to always come first. That's who I am. Wow, that's amazing! And congratulations. <laughs> Are you a new new grandfather? Grandfather for at least two years now, so it's the only one. So I'm just still in. No matter what, that's 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 my baby right there. <laughs> that's what I just hear everyone say. You know, grandparent level is like a different experience, a different emotion. I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah. trying to get that anytime soon. I'm out. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> But I know that, and then you said the Air Force. Oh, I don't know why I didn't realize it. I knew you were in the military, but I didn't realize that it was the Air Force. Oh, I yeah. Other, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So with all of that, tell us a little bit about uh, one of your messes or situations, stories that you've had to endure and overcome. Oh, that that if we had enough time, I could tell you everything, but what I can tell you with the time that we have is actually the mess that I would say would be family first. And it, but the mess is always with family, friends, and finance with everyone, just like anyone else. But the main is, is the family is the first one. And in my particular situation, when you grow up in a household where your words do not match the actions, you start to feel neglected, unloved, and things of that nature. And it and it affects, and it affects me mentally to be able to identify who am I really? Who is Tyrell really? And because not knowing it, it caused a lot of dominoes to be knocked down that affected me through the years. And so in that particular situation, it was more of when you have no connection with your mother, when you have no connection with your father, regardless of what people might say, they can move on. There's always a mental and psychological uh, distress that's being suppressed, but yet still you act out on it, which is the byproduct of it, that you're having those issues. And it's hard to overcome and it takes time. So my problem directly was that of family, not being as much encouragement, not being told, uh, having that affection, not saying, you know, I love you. You did good. You did your best. Um, not having a father around um, and not having a mother that would put the child first and not herself in regards to 
getting attention from everyone else was the only way the child was put or I was put more or less up front. Okay, wow. So as far as family, you you already mentioned how it affected you mentally. Can we talk a little bit more about emotionally not having that encouragement and that support and that, you know, the I love you and those things like that? How did it affect you emotionally? Emotionally, I always felt I was never good enough. And so I've always felt I had to constantly prove myself. I knew I had to prove myself because being in America and being truthful, when you a person of color, you already have to prove yourself to those that are not of color. But to prove yourself to a parent or to a family member over and over again, it becomes tiring. When it becomes tiring for me, I began to start being depressed, uh, having anxiety. And with having that, even at that point throughout those times, I even thought and even tried to commit suicide. So it even affected me to that level. And I was still not getting the information on the support. And the only support I was getting at the time was my grandmother and my grandfather. And they were the only ones who provided what I needed at that moment. And that's what allowed me to hold on to, to that without actually crossing completely over and I not be here anymore. Wow. And I can imagine, you know, the emotional stress and the emotional, you know, trauma mm -hmm. that that caused you during those times. And with that, socially, how were you able to you know, interact socially? Were you still a sociable person and you kind of like withheld it? Or were you kind of, you know, withdrawn and not really sociable as you were going through that particular situation? I was basically uh, a little bit of both. If I had to be around someone and if I had to, then I was socialized, but I was dying on the inside and, be, and would be ready to leave. But then at the same time, when I'm isolated, I will also want to be around people, but I was very selective of who I was around and their mentality because I didn't want to constantly get beat up, but it was like, you know, you didn't have no choice nowadays or even back then because you don't know who is hanging around with who. So it was like my trust factor had gone down with people. So it was more of, let me go through the motion, but there was no emotion. That's a good one. There, you were going through the motion without the emotion. And that makes sense. Like you really didn't trust a lot of people because you felt like, you know, well, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but it's kind of like, if I put my trust in somebody, then I feel like I may get hurt. So right. why trust people and why actually put myself out there? Right. That, and then like on the inside, you were dying on the inside. But, you know, wanting to be around people, but then not wanting to be around people, wanting exactly. to be around the right people, completely makes sense. So so with all of that, like, 
you kind of talked about it, but like your status of life, were you living life like in a shell or like were you like you were out there? How was your status of life? Uh, and when was this? Like during what times was this like as you were growing up as a kid or, you know, teenage years? I would say at least about half, almost almost half my life. And I'm 51. So almost half my life, I was feeling and going through through this uh, constantly. Um, and that being said, it, 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 it was more on the level of I was always frustrated and confused and not knowing who is actually Tyrell. Because I was going off of what other people were saying. Other people was telling me I need to act. So that added a lot more confusion and also added more stress to me, which added more depression upon me. And with that, so over half of your life, you're you're in your 50s now. I did mm. not know that either. You look good. You look good. Thank okay. You. <laughs> you're you're in your 50s. So 20 plus years, 20 plus years of going through not really knowing who you were. So even I would assume that's even once you were in the military, you right. were still trying right. to find and figure out who you were. So when did it all change? When did you um, you know, how did you come out of that? Um, well, one, my wife helped, to be honest with you. But before that, it was always the teaching and, and the guidance prior to my grandparents passing away. So they helped me because they instilled the importance of God, um, loving God, keeping your faith in God. There's always a purpose. Even though I heard it, but I didn't understand it until now. And so that really was the first step that really helped me. And I held on to it. Then when I met, like I said, when I met my wife, she was very supportive, even though I didn't understand it at the time. Um, what she was doing, what she was saying, it just went over my head. But those two are the ones that helped in guiding me in the direction. And, and I tell anyone, and, and I know it's taboo, but even going to counseling and counseling helps. And I know that's taboo for a lot of minorities when they hear that, but counseling does help, you know? And so I went to counseling as well as biblical counseling as well to help on the spiritual side. And so that started allowing me to make the connections and seeing things what I didn't see that I should have been seeing all along. And if there was someone that's going through the same type of situation, what words would you give them to help them come through? Like, and I'm saying it because like, if someone doesn't have a wife, you said like your wife helps you with a lot of it and, and you keep coming out of it. But if someone was listening that doesn't have a wife to help, what could they do to help them? I will give the same advice that I have given to my daughters is one, 
do a reality check of yourself. Know exactly what is it that you like and don't like about yourself and ask other people to tell you what you, they like and don't like about yourself. And then find out why you act the way you do. So you have to do a reality check, but you have to first be humble and be open to it. That's the first thing, because no one is humble if you're telling somebody is humble. Humble is through actions, not by words. And then once you do that, then disconnect from those negative folks. One, And then after that, you surround yourself with people that's going to uplift you, but they're going to be honest with you because they don't want anything from you. They just, other than they want to see you be the best person that you can be, not what they want you to be. And so those are the things that I would say starting off into doing, into going into the right direction, if you're by yourself. And it's very important to surround yourself about positive people that's honest and truthful, regardless if you want to hear it or not, they're being honest with you. Those that are not honest with you and tell you what you want to hear, those are the ones that you need to watch out for and you need to cut them loose. And that includes family, most of all, and that includes certain friends. Facts, most definitely being around the right people and the right support system. So as far as your overall mess, and it is a message for people that might be going through that. Sounds like you had family issues from the beginning. Right. In there. And those mentally caused you to feel a certain way and emotionally, the, the not feeling loved and the not hearing I love you. I, I want to go back to that really quickly um, before we get to any other things. The, the love aspect. For those that are out there that may not be feeling love, how can they, or how would you suggest, or how did you, let me just go to you. How <laughs> did you learn how to love and learn how to love yourself and give love? Because I think that's a big issue, not issue, but I think that's a big starting point also. You know, mo most definitely, because right. everybody's not going to love you. And everybody's not going to be for you. But how do you learn? How did you learn to love yourself so that you could be able to give love out? I first learned one is I had to accept and realize that. Like I said in the beginning, I believe in God is that I had to first realize and accept God loved me before I loved him. And then from there, I had to understand there are, there are four different types of love. And I had to realize which love that I wanted to fall in. And once I understood the unconditional love and understand that that unconditional love consists of, I can be by myself, be happy, be content. I don't need anything else, but only the love of God and just focus on enjoying what's in front of me and not trying to do things that's not part of my character to please other people, then I know that I'm in the right place, in the right space. And with you saying that, because it's twofold, that, that's great. The love of God, the fact that God loved you before you loved him, that's most definitely 
true. And I'm just thinking about anyone who may be going through like the sense of maybe a depressed state or feeling lonely um, and being able to love themselves. Those were some great words. And then the other part on what you were saying, as far as when people tell you things, because I just want to make sure people are understanding, because you said surround yourself with people that's going to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, you don't want to just take what everybody says as you know, and, and be changing based on what people think and say. But then at the same time, you do want to kind of change when people are like being honest with you. So how would you help the audience understand the difference with when to know who to listen to and when not to be changing just because other people think or feel a certain way about you? When you're honest and truthful about how you act, in your behavior and accept accountability of how you act and your behavior. When one can accept those things, then they're able to actually de decipher what someone is saying is truthful or not truthful. But when you do not accept accountability and responsibility of your own to see what's not right, then it's cloudy. It's like going into uh, a sandstorm. You can't see anything. But if you stay still long enough and be honest with yourself and not move, the sandstorm disappears or goes away and you can see clearly. It's not any different than you driving and your window has no tint. But as people, we put tents on the window, right? So it makes it look one way when that's not its original purpose and is meant to be. That's a good point. Okay. And that that's good. You said being honest with yourself and holding yourself accountable and being responsible for the things that you know that you're doing or you know that you're putting out there. And the tent, I look at that when you say like people put that tent up, that's another thing that people put up that defense and that tent. So it's kind of like, you know, for different reasons mm -hmm. and being able to take that tin down and actually look inside and look and see what you have going on, then you can decipher exactly. who's for you and who may be against you. Because exactly. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear so people aren't out there saying, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to listen to what this everybody's saying no, and no. just change based on what this person thinks or that person thinks. And that's why you surround yourself with people that don't want anything other than see you do well, you know, and they're, you know, like I tell my daughters and I asked them this simple question, what is there really a difference between a rattlesnake and a grass snake? And the answer is, the difference is the rattlesnake will let you know before they bite you. The grass snake is going to sneak up on you. So you have to be honest and know if that individual is either the rattlesnake or the grass snake. But it's still a snake no matter what. And those are the people you don't want in your life and around you. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good analogy. Now, that is so true. Like, hmm. Yeah, one will let you know and the other one just sneak up and you'll be like, where does he even come from? Like, 
I thought we was cool. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so let's wrap up. I want to, if, if, if the audience and listeners wanted to, to connect with you or wanted to support you in any of your endeavors, how can they reach out to you and help you out in whatever you're doing? Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I have my podcast called In the Trenches, which is real and raw. Uh, it's very, very unpolitical, correct. And we talk about topics that affects people in general. And, you know, I can be reached at uh, In the Trenches, I-N-T-H-A, and it's not T-H-E, <laughs> uh, trenchespodcast.com. So they can reach me there. And right now we are doing, because of the month we're in currently, which is January, we have one of the hottest shirts that's out there, which is God's children are not for sale. That is for supporting kids not being trafficking. So we really, really would love the support on that because of we are sick and tired of these innocent kids being grabbed and used for the wrong reason by these people. So that will really support to let them know God's children is not for sale by no means. Wow. I love it. And if you can send me a link and send me those things, I can most definitely put that out there for you um, where people can purchase and help support because that is a big thing that has been going on the trafficking and God's children are not for sale. That's, that's a great subject and for those that has never heard or watched in the trenches it is it is raw <laughs> as he said but at the same time it's very informative and it's informative and it's entertaining and <laughs> i will most definitely have all the information for you uh so take a look at it and check that out and uh last but not least are there any last words of encouragement to the audience before we get out of here? Yes. I would say to those that's listening, those that's watching, if you're going through what you're going through, remember, keep God first no matter what. Whether you understand or not, keep God first. But the other important thing after that is what I picked up from Antonio T. Smith. Do not be bitter, be better, and then you execute what your purpose is. A good final thought. Do not be bitter, be better. Oh, that's good. No matter what you've been through, no matter what situations, don't be bitter about those situations. Be better. Yep. And that is a great way to wrap up. I want to, again, I want to thank you, Mr. Tyrell, for coming on and sharing with thank us. You. Thank you. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> I enjoyed having you. And as I end and close, I always like to leave you all with a famous quote that I've heard. And it, it ties right along, right, it ties in right along with that quote that you just said. And this is this. If you want to be sad, keep thinking about the past. Mm -hmm. If you want to be anxious or worried, keep thinking about the future. But if you want to be happy, Focus on the present day and be grateful for what you have. This is Tracy D. Armstrong with What's Your Mess. Thank you so much for watching. Have a good one, y'all. Bye-bye.